Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL Free Agency Frenzy with Wolf and Luke. You see what's going on on these TVs in here? Well, just look at the first two TVs. What do you see? Okay. Um, I, I see Aaron Rodgers. Just Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And Pat McAfee. Yeah. So, last I, I checked, you got March Madness really kind of already going, right? I mean, there were a couple games last night. The tournament begins tomorrow. Yeah. And if you're filling out your brackets, don't you kind of right. want like some information on... For us here in the basin, though, it begins tonight, it does. doesn't it? <laughs> Typically, it. We, it, we're like, we're the ones that, uh, you know, like you have a have a friend that like celebrates more of Christmas on Christmas Eve. We celebrate March Madness in Phoenix the day before the tournament because yep. that's when our tournament starts. But this year in particular with March Madness, I'm especially thankful for it because it's going to take Aaron Rodgers off all the televisions. Oh, I know. There's so many actual sports going on and I'm just inundated with Aaron Rodgers talking about going into a dark room that, as you pointed out, wasn't even that dark because you could have light. Whenever you wanted to, just <laughs> flip the light on. Apparently, according to him, going in being like, I'm retiring. Coming out and being like, I need to play for the Jets. Yeah. That's so weird right there. Aaron Rodgers said that. If you don't know what Luke is referencing right now. Wouldn't be the first time. He said 90%. He was 90% sure he was going to retire as he went into the darkness. <laughs> Think about that. Stop it. Do you believe him? I don't believe him anymore. Don't like, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers anymore. Anything that he says, what happened to you? Aaron, I used to love Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I, I mean, I'm talking about three years ago. <laughs> you know, just That's totally, when things started to go sideways. Just what is going on? I, I don't even know. It's I don't even know you anymore, Aaron. This this is what I feel like I uh, I, I do believe. After Aaron Rodgers has a bad game, we're just going to hear some guy named Sal yelling, "Get back in the darkness, Aaron! <laughs> back in the darkness!" Oh, you know that is coming, right? You know he's going to get ripped. Um, I don't even know what accent that was. It was like half Scottish, half Boston. Definitely yeah. not New York. But either way, some guy named Sal will be yelling at Aaron Rodgers this yeah, okay. year. That's what you need to know. Here's Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, And I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me. By the way, if you're Green Bay, how are you supposed to get that compensation now? Yeah. Um, You're doing what you're doing. You're holding out and you're fighting it. You want more. You're always going to want more. Then why not? You get one shot at this with A-Rod. One shot with Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, you're going you're gonna to ask for the moon. That's what's holding this up right now. But there's no doubt about it in my mind. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. You just heard what he said. It was my intention to play for the New York Jets. Friday is what he said. It was my intention to play for the New York Jets. How in the world could the Green Bay Packers ever bring back Aaron Rodgers? They can't. Um, they could trade him somewhere else, although I don't know what other team's going to want him. I mean, look, he's going to play for the Jets. I'm just going through the semantics of what he just said right there of he's not the one holding it up anymore. That's true. I'm trying to figure out, though, how Green Bay is supposed to make the trade if your quarterback says, I'm going to go play for this team. And he does it very publicly every day for a long time. Uh, I guess the leverage you can have if you're the, the Packers is... 
you go to New York and you say, hey, um, you know how you're already making moves because Aaron Rodgers is telling you yeah. which guys to bring in and you're bowing down to him? Yeah. Um, probably should give us some more, otherwise we're just not going to trade him to you. And then you, you just have Alan Lazard. Here's your here's your compensation prize. Thanks so for So in other playing. words, you're going to look at the New York Jets and you're going to say, look at me. We're going to eat this. <laughs> Do you understand? We'll eat it. <laughs> if I'm if going down, to right you're now, going down with me. He's not going to play for us. But guess what? He's not going to play for you because this year right either. Now, it feels like he's kind of running the Jets. Uh, right? And, and this is the thing. This is the thing I just don't like about this. I don't like this when any player does it, ladies and gentlemen. Any player. You're the player you play. Let our general manager, let our front office, let our coaches do what they do. You're the player. Now, am I? if I'm Monty Ossenforts, if I am a general manager, am I going to ask some of my players their opinion on certain things? You better believe it. Of course. But you're not making the decision. That's his job. That's the GM's job. That's the head coach's job. That's the coaching staff's job. You let them make the decisions. You, you play. That's what you do. That should be the way every every human being should want it that way. Just let me go do what I do. I don't want to mess with somebody else. There are two types of people in the world. Those who believe that they can do everyone else's job better than they can, and those that know their limitations. Well, I would argue there's two other types of people in the world. Those who don't want to play for the New York Jets and those who go sit in a dimly lit room and decide <laughs> they do want to play for the New York Jets. And then tell everybody, I was 90% retired until I went into the darkness. At least he didn't go all the way and retire like Brady and then come back. By the way, I know we're celebrating the new league year. Tom Brady has made it, I believe, 42 days now of retirement. That's huge. 42? That's progress. Is right it there. really 42? Yeah, I believe it's 42 days. So it's it's eclipsed yeah. the 40. At this point, he's just running up the score. How about that? What if Brady went into the darkness? And was like, I got to play for the Jets, I too. Think, you know what? I, I think we're going to start seeing this a oh, lot no, more because of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> no. and what he did. Yeah, I no. do. I, I think we're going to see it a lot more. <laughs> going into the darkness, man. No. <laughs> we're not going to see that. Uh, how about this name? Jacoby Brissett. A lot okay, of people Jacobi. thought it makes a lot of sense. He might come to the Cardinals, play Drew, Drew Petzing. You need a quarterback that's going to play for some games, but know that Kyler Murray is going to be the starter. Jacoby Brissett is expected, according to Diana Rossini, to sign with the Washington Commanders. Okay, the Commanders. So you still need a quarterback. Okay, you still need a quarterback right now. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I will Jacobi when week Brissett, one rolls around. Yeah, Jacoby. Hey, listen, Colt, Colt McCoy. It's going to be your guy, right? He's going to be the guy no, ready to go. Okay, it might limit his his off season, of course. We get that, but it's not going to impact him being the starter week one, going into the regular season, right? I'll play him against some NFC West teams because he team seems to play pretty well against them. I don't know that I want McCoy to be the starter for like six weeks if it comes down to that. Well, it's you know, once again, I don't think it's going to be six weeks. You, I don't. you have to sign somebody, though, don't you? Just yeah, in you case do. it is. You, you've got to go get somebody. And it makes an awful lot of sense that jo- Jacoby Brissett, with Drew Petzing, knowing the offense, knowing the terminology that I would imagine Drew Petzing is going to bring here from the Cleveland Browns. You know what? Honestly, I, I, I get so jacked up when I think of, of two things right now. For the Arizona Cardinals. Kaiser White being moved to weak side inside linebacker. And what that's going to do to Isaiah Simmons. 
<laughs> that, that gets me jacked up. I love that conversation. I'll talk about that all day long. That and the fact that Drew Petzing is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals because of the Cleveland Browns, because of the Browns offense, because of what they did, because I believe they're one of the best teams in the league at blending the old and the new. I cannot wait to see what he does. Are you really going to take James Conner? Are you going to stick his toes at six yards and allow him to tack the line of scrimmage with the tackle zone? Are you going to do that? And actually have bootlegs and play action that comes off of that? I, and you're going to mix that in with the shotgun and the pistol? And Oh, man. I cannot wait to see what Drew Petzing has in store for this offense going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm less excited now about the Isaiah Simmons thing ever since you pointed out the deadline to pick up that fifth-year option is May 2nd. May and 2nd. they didn't seem to have any interest in Zach Allen or uh, Byron Murphy. Different players, different situations. I get that. Yes. Like, let's go ahead and just pick up that option. I might just give an update every single break. Hey, have they picked up the option yet? They have not. Yes. Uh, the clock is ticking on you to join the madness for your shot at the grand prize and on the Cardinals to pick up that fifth-year option. $1,000 in tickets to next year's Madness Tournament. Just text Bucks to 620-620 and fill out your bracket to compete in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. That's Bucks to 620-620. Three losses for the Suns in four days. You concerned at all? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. break looking at potential uh, players the Cardinals could trade for in the draft. We'll get into that at the end of the show because I feel like it, it, without giving up the name here, Wolf, did we just see one that uh, you would be interested in? If that's... Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, talk, yeah. we'll talk about that in about a half hour. Uh, we're going to talk to Andre Turini at the bottom of the hour. The Coyotes, I, I looked up the stat, Wolf, the last six times that we've had Bear on the show, the Coyotes won the game going into the interview. Oh my goodness. That's going back to what, January? Yeah. January. Here we go, Bear. Uh, we're going to talk Suns right now, though, because we're kind of in a weird spot with this team as, uh, as, as the Valley right now. I mean, the expectations were already, can you win a title? Can you contend for a title? You make that trade for KD, you're, you're all in on winning a title this year or next year, I would say. And, and you know, he's going to be here a couple years after that. But that was done with the intention of winning a title this year or next year, okay? Or maybe both. And right now, it's like... Boy, did you get greedy right there. Or maybe both. Or maybe both. Well, I give up Mikel Bridges. I should get well, both. Why even stop, why even stop there? No, because I've seen He signed I've seen for three LeBron. more years. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Because I remember LeBron. Why would you do it? But the goal was okay, to win at it. least one, yes, if not two. Thank you. And now you sit here and you're watching a team that isn't the Phoenix Suns play against teams that would provide a pretty good measuring stick or a test for the Phoenix Suns. It's a weird experience watching them play right now because... It's not completely not the Suns, right? It's still Devin Booker out there putting up 30-plus points every night. So you are still watching the Suns. Yeah. And this is not Devin Booker five years ago when the team around him was terrible, and and no matter what he did, they weren't going to win. This team, prior to this three-game losing streak, was 16-5 and in their previous 21. Yeah. So there's... There are remnants of this being the team that we saw last year and parts of what we're going to see in the playoffs this year, but I don't even know how to react anymore. Yeah, 
I don't even know you anymore. I don't. I really it was don't. great the way you said that. It was like know somebody, who they are anymore. Where's the soap opera music? <laughs> um, you know what's amazing about this right now? There are some people that are overreacting, I think. And then there are people that are very level-headed in regard to the approach to the Phoenix Suns and what is going on with them right now. For me, I think it is really, really clear the impact that Kevin Durant has. We know how huge it is. But this is not the same team. If you remove KD, this is not the same team, obviously. And it's not the same team, not just because of KD, but because there's no Mikal Bridges in Camp Johnson. That's why. And that's why suddenly this team looks vulnerable. We, we, hey, listen, we, we talked about this going into this three games, these three games, Sacramento playing against them, the Golden State Warriors, and then the Bucks last night. Three games in four nights. We talked about this, this little window into the season. What is it going to say about the Phoenix Suns? I think it's clear what it has said about the Phoenix Suns. They're not good enough right now without Kevin Durant and missing Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're... I, you know, again, now what does that mean? Not good enough. Okay, maybe they're a six seed. Maybe they're a six seed. Six is fine. Seven is not. Maybe they're maybe they're a five seed. Who knows? But it's hard to predict knowing how bunched up everything is in the Western Conference. They are now four games behind Sacramento for third. Okay? It, ultimately, big With deal. 13 games to go, that, especially the 13 games the Suns have, that's yeah. a little daunting. But then you flip it the other way. The fact that it's only 13 games, although the schedule, as you just alluded to, isn't great for the Suns, that might be a good thing it's only 13 games because they're only two games up on seventh. And I, I just don't think you can... It's almost two different wow. conversations with the Suns. Do I believe this team is good enough with Kevin Durant to win the title? Absolutely, 100%. Yep. No doubt in my mind. As I said earlier, I would take them in a best of seven against anybody except maybe Milwaukee and Golden State. I get to see what Golden State looks like in the playoffs. But I wouldn't go into a series like that being like, oh, they have no chance. 100%. The Suns at full strength, I think they can win the title. But the other part of this conversation is you don't want to start a play-in tournament. You really don't. Because if you drop down to seven, just to remind everybody how it works, let's say you're seventh, okay? It's one and done if you win, you're in the playoffs. If you lose, you're in another one and done, and your season ends at that point. Well, if you're in the play-in tournament, you might be playing the Lakers in that first one and done. And if you lost, you might be playing Dallas in the second one. <laughs> you got to stay out of the play-in tournaments. <laughs> Should they beat those teams? For the yes, they should beat those teams. But you don't want to be in that position. You just and that's that's what's still on the line here in these final thirteen games. That is not some sort of like convoluted. Hey, let's make up something to make these last thirteen games see, important. That's see. legit. <laughs> it is kind of legit right here <laughs> because the Suns are a good team, but without KD in their lineup, um, they could be a playing team. They could with their schedule and looking at their schedule. I, and, and that's not that's not attacking anybody. It's just saying that you you don't have Mikal Bridges and Cam Johns. You don't have those guys. Or Jay Crowder. You never had Jay Crowder. But you get my point. You don't have KD. Now all of a sudden, are you good enough? Are, are, are you good enough over the last 13 games? Where you've got, I, I wrote it down, you got three teams that I would consider to be gimme games or soft games. 
And there is no such thing, by the way. When you play at the highest level our species can generate, yet we'd all agree they should beat Orlando, they should beat Utah, they should beat San Antonio. But after that, there's no guarantees. Well, and I will say about the San Antonio game, I think San Antonio wants the Suns to beat San Antonio too. So I will go ahead and just write that down as a win. Okay, good. But, But like Orlando, I mean, yeah, they should win that game. But it's coming up in one day. And they're on a three-game losing streak, and Orlando has the rookie of the year on their team. They should win the game, yes, but just nothing's a given. Nothing's at this a point. given right now. They play the Denver Nuggets twice, and I know the Nuggets are kind of sputtering right now, but still, you're talking about the Denver Nuggets. They play them twice. Suns in four. <laughs> okay, they're playing the Lakers twice mm-hmm. as well. Oklahoma City, who's about 500 right now, twice. They play Sacramento, Philly. Minnesota, the Clippers to end the, se- end the season. Hey, man, you you got this feeling that game to end the season could determine a seeding in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I hope it determines like fourth or fifth. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, do you want home court advantage? Which I want, but I just, with the way this season has gone and how crazy it is for other teams in the West, too. I mean, we haven't even gotten really into the John Morant news. He's been suspended by the league for eight games. You know, Denver's on a, on a losing streak. They're they don't play coming Memphis, back to the though. pack. <laughs> no. So it's like, they can fend for themselves. But the, but the way the, the, the conference has been up and down, at this point, I, I don't care... I would prefer home court. I don't really care about home court. Just stay in the top six. And, you know, we got into this a little bit earlier, but the, the free throw discrepancy in some of these games, I'm, unfortunately, I'm sure is something we're going to be talking about again. But Giannis shooting 24 free throws last night and the Suns as a team shooting 16. Milwaukee shooting okay. 37 okay. and the Suns shooting 16. And it's not an isolated incident. It's happened half a dozen times this year. Just project the Phoenix Suns okay. Okay, into the postseason right now. What okay. are your two biggest concerns? Or uh, if you have three, go three. I, I have two. What are yours? Biggest concerns going in to the postseason as it stands right now. KD being healthy. Like not, we don't have to worry about him getting injured in warm-ups or something. You know what I mean? I'm talking about even when KD's back. Okay, when KD's, my only concern when KD's healthy, my only two concerns are how does this team, do they know how they fit around him? Like, I understand you could get by without being everything 100%, but you can't go all the way through the playoffs trying to figure it out as you go. So that's my first concern, and my second concern is the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Um, I would say going into the postseason, my biggest concern, even with Kevin Durant, it's physicality. Teams that are physical and love to get greasy. Physicality, number one, even with KD back, and number two, free throws. Well, and those kind of tie together, don't they? When you're it talking kind, about it like kind true of does. holiday. It kind of does, but again, the, the Suns have a reputation in the league of being a finesse team. Not a physical team. They don't have that reputation. Well, and certain teams seem to be able to get away with a little bit more in terms of physicality against the Suns. And and whether that ultimately is true or not, I play the audio we played earlier in the show. The Suns seem to believe that. Monty Williams, Chris Paul, even Devin Booker. Now, they were asked about it. They didn't like come out after the game, oh, we have to talk about this. But you can tell, especially with a team like Milwaukee, it's like they're a good defensive team anyway, and the officials are kind of telling them they're allowed to push us around. 
it's not that's not ideal. Um, fortunately, the playoffs don't start tomorrow, though. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The Coyotes are on a roll, a six-game point streak, and actually <laughs> coming up on one of the best uh, home records they've ever had. That's how well they've played at Mullet Arena this season. We're going to talk to their head coach, Andre Turney. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, we did the math. The last six times we've had Andre Turney join us, it's been after a win for the Coyotes. Yeah, baby. And that's that's not their six-game point streak they have overall right now, but the last six times he has done this interview, it's been following a Coyotes win. And so the Coyotes head coach joins us again right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Bear, thanks for the time. How's it going? Very good. What about you guys? It's going well, Bear. Appreciate your time tonight. This is uh, this has been a pretty fun hockey team to watch, uh, really all season, but especially since the trade deadline. So I guess let's start there. This six game point streak you guys are on started after the trade deadline. You had the one game against Carolina that night, but then ever since then, four zero and two. How much of that is just the fact that guys know that they're playing with other guys that want to be there, like Jack McBain said the other night. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And as well, we have a lot of players who are a member of that organization since since a long time, and they have a lot of pride. And as well, we have a lot of guys who want to be here moving forward, who want to be part of that organization, and want to be part of where we're building. So I think we're playing for each other in the, the, the brotherhood in the room and the the, the camaraderie between players is uh, at, the, at the highest. So that's uh, that's strong. That I think the guys are competing for each other. Bear against Minnesota, you had four fights on Sunday. Is that right? Four fights? Bear, what is going on yeah. with this team? <laughs> Well, we we can that that's not uh, never been an issue for us. I think we have a lot of toughness in our team, and we have a lot of guys who can take care of themselves and take care of the team. So I think uh, we knew how. Uh, you know, that was a, like I, I said to the player that there's 82 game in the season, but there's a few games where it's a really it's a huge test for your character as a team because uh, that game was. For the fourth game in the week uh, was uh, uh, was uh, as well uh, a game where we did not have Schmaltz, we didn't have Fish, we had injured player, and it was a test for our character. You know, coming back from from Colorado late night and all of it. So I think uh, the, the guy did want to show a lot of pride and a lot, a lot of character in that game and uh, they came out that way I think there's a few fights but there's a, there were a lot of body check and a lot of um, really good efforts again if all the time all game long and we, we came back and we came back from behind and on the way to win that game. Bear, when a guy goes out there and brawls and they're throwing haymakers out there, what do you say to these guys after the game? I mean, do you walk over to them and, and encourage them, whether they won the fight or lost the fight? Yeah. What do you say to a guy after he's been in a fight? For for me, when you're when there's someone go to war for you, I think yes, you need to. It's important for me to know we appreciate that their teammate appreciate that. I think they're valuing our team when they do that. I think uh, that's that's the, the, the way you need to make them feel. Uh, 
important by doing that kind of a job because the, the, it's a safety. It's it's kind of police in your team. You, when you you want your uh, your high employer, your your offensive player to feel uh, they're protected and uh, nobody will be able to abuse them. So I think we we are well set in that that category for sure. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Uh Coach, somebody showed me this stat before, and I guess it, it's not really a shock now that I think about it, but you know, people throw around the word rebuild, and, and you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but it's not really affecting you on the ice. You have the sixth best record in the entire NHL since the All-Star break, and that includes Boston, who's like on pace to set a record for the best overall regular season. Uh, is that where, where does that sort of, I don't know if it's an us-against-the-world mentality, or you guys are out to prove people wrong, or if it's just playing for each other, whatever it is, it's it's clearly working. Yeah, absolutely. I think we first we stay humble and we stay focused. We know every game for us is is, is we need to be at our best. We're not the kind of a team who can get away with playing a B game and winning the game. So uh, we said it at the beginning of the season, and we kept the same mindset and the same song all all year long. If we have twenty guys playing their A game, we have a chance to beat anybody. But it's not that easy to have 20 guys playing their A game on the same night. And I think the guys need to have a lot of urgency and a lot of will and a lot of character to do so. And since the trade deadline, uh, since the All-Star break, I think we set up that as well. Uh, we were a team who played a lot of road game, a lot of game in a row uh, before the, the All-Star break. We were getting tired, and I think since then we had a little bit of time to recharge and we have more energy during games, and uh, that showed in the results. Clayton Keller has been on fire, and we had the opportunity to visit with Clayton Keller, but why so productive? Why, why has he been on fire as of late? Well, I think it's a thing of confidence, and he's playing with good player, and he's driven, and then you, you, everything we said about the team is, uh, it started. It started with our leader and go down. I think uh, Kels is play with determination. He play. Uh, he loves his teammate and he he wants to help to win and he wants the team to win every night. And yeah, he competes really hard and for sure he has talent. But yeah, and he play in every uh, in every offensive situation with good player and he make them better and they help him. So I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, reason why he's successful. Have you seen him grow from a confidence perspective this year? Here's a guy that, again, he's 24 years old. He's been in the league for seven years. Have you seen him grow this year, Bear? Yeah, I think I have to say last year he was a kid who were saying, I know what I can do. I know I can do this. I know I can do that. But he knew. But at the same time, as much as he was saying he, w- he wanted to prove everybody, he had to prove it to himself first. Even if he said he knew, I think his season last year proved him that mm. that's the player I am. And the injury kind of a, put a little bit of urgency in him say, thinking of a saying, eh, I don't know how it will be, you know, coming back from that injury. Will I be a step behind? I, I don't want to be a step behind. I want to get back to where I was. I want my game to be like it wasn't. He started the season with, with that kind of urgency and that kind of worry a little bit. And uh, he really proved himself, okay, that, that's, that's what I am. And uh, I think since January, he took another step wanting to be a complete player and wanting to be a better 200 supplier. And I think, yeah, he, made, he, he still 
improving and he's still working in his game and he's not a guy who's satisfied. He, he still need to and still wants to be better every day. Bear, I do have to ask you, Travis Boyd had that goal called back last night. That was pretty close to have that called back. How happy was he to get his revenge in overtime? That was good. You know, he played a good game, Boyd. He played a good game in the last month. Uh, he played, played good hockey and I'm happy to see him reward. I think uh, you, you, it's tough to win in, in the league on the consistent basis if you don't have that and if you don't have production from throughout throw the lineup. I think good job to generate some offense and uh, having Boydie and Fish and those guys chipping in here and there. I think that made that make a huge difference. Well, Coach, congratulations on the six-game point streak. Keep it going tomorrow against Vancouver, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Coyotes head coach Andre Turney joining us right there after the Minnesota game you referenced on Sunday. Uh, I would put that up there as the best game of the year. I know they beat Boston in the last seconds. In because Boston's. of the four fights. Well, yeah. There was two fights in the first five minutes. <laughs> I mean, and they were like, they were real fights, too. It wasn't, hey, here's two guys pushing. It was... Gloves dropped. You were doing that game. Yeah. Right? You were doing the play-by-play. I, I, so I've, I've actually got to do the last two games, and they've both been overtime wins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they have given well, me Luke. given me a couple good ones to Way work to with. Search yourself into the winning process. Uh, all right, uh, the weather is getting warmer. Arizona Sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water for life-saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA. Text swim to six twenty six twenty. We come back. The Cardinals may be painting a picture of what they want their offensive line to look like this upcoming season and we'll just throw out a name that isn't on the Cardinals that maybe you'd like to see on the Cardinals that's next it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Wolf and Luke Arizona Sports the local sports leader Final segment of the show here on a Wednesday afternoon. By the time we get back in here tomorrow, Wolf, March Madness will be in full swing. Hopefully ASU will still be in it. Uh, I keep wondering when this DeAndre Hopkins trade that everybody seems to think is going to happen is ultimately going to happen. I'm going to just throw a name at you, okay? Okay. And you just tell me how you would you would feel about this individual potentially being on the Arizona Cardinals. He's not. He has not signed with the Cardinals or anything like that. He hasn't been traded to the Cardinals. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy Fowler put this out there in his free agency buzz a couple days ago. And I don't know. On some level, it might make some sense. Okay? Ryan Kelly of the Indianapolis Colts. Wait a minute. R- Ryan Kelly, the Ryan center? Kelly, the center. The, the Cardinals center. don't have a center on their team. Okay. It, it seems important. You know what? I, I, How old is Ryan Kelly 29. now? He's, wow, boy, you've got it all. You're all over I this. I prepare right for now. one segment of show, and okay, this is the one Okay, there it today. is right there. 29, so he's still in his prime. Ryan Kelly centering what was one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League two years ago. Certainly, they were in that conversation. Last year, not so much. Now, they did have injuries, of course, but even then... um, They underperformed, I would say, the Indianapolis Colts. But are you saying that the Colts are shopping Ryan Kelly? So this is from Jeremy Fowler's piece with Dan Graziano. Say yes. (laughs) It says, uh, sources with several NFL teams say three-time Pro Bowl center Ryan Kelly is available for a potential trade or release. 
Uh, and that's a pro bowler. That's not just a pro. That's a pro bowler, although if you were going to pick up a pro bowler at a position center, it would be a good one to start at. Um, we've already seen, look, DJ Humphreys. DJ Humphreys was already here, and yeah. the, one of the first images we have of Jonathan Gannon is the video of him going up to DJ Humphreys in the facility and being like, I need you as one of the people to implement my culture on this team. Yeah. Then you show confidence in Calvin Beecham by re-signing him and Will Hernandez by re-signing him. So the Cardinals are putting together that offensive line. But they don't have a center, and it's not hard to make the connection that the team picking right behind the Cardinals in the draft is the Indianapolis Colts. Is there a scenario where you got to be kidding me? Colts are like, yeah, we really want whoever, Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud drops or whatever, and we don't want to leave anything to chance. Here you go, Arizona. We'll give you Art. We'll just pick swap. We'll move up one. We'll give you Ryan Kelly and another pick. And if you're the Cardinals, you can still take Will Anderson and you add Ryan Kelly and another pick. <sighs> okay. You just laid out the best case scenario for the Arizona Cardinals right now. If you were to tell me that was going to happen, I will. Give me the baton. <laughs> I will lead the parade. Oh, my it goodness. It doesn't hurt anybody Can if the Colts want to trade that? them. If, in fact, the Indianapolis Colts are waving. Look, everybody, it's Ryan Kelly. Why are they waving Ryan Kelly around right now, who plays center, when the Indianapolis Colts have a lot to lose, Basin audience? They have a lot to lose at four. Sitting there at number four. Somebody who needs a quarterback, hey, look, it's the Arizona Cardinals. They don't need a quarterback at three. You got the Carolina Panthers, they need a quarterback at number one. You got the Houston Texans, they need a quarterback at number two. There's that catbird seat, number three. Can you imagine being the Colts thinking, well, we just have to hope the Cardinals don't trade that to a team. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Right? To a team that wants a quarterback. We just got to hope they don't do that because the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. We do it number four, but the Cardinals don't. We'll just sit here and we'll just hope that it, no. I don't know much about no. running a business, but I'm pretty sure building it on just hoping isn't the best <laughs> way to do it. So now all of a sudden, think about this. This is coming together beautifully. What if they, What if the Arizona Cardinals could get a second round pick out of moving down one spot? Get a second round pick in this draft. The Colts have that pick. They do have a second round pick in this draft. They could move down one spot, get a second round pick. Oh, get Ryan Kelly as well. And <laughs> and suddenly And still draft Will Anderson. You draft Will Anderson at number four. Oh my goodness, that that to me is the perfect scenario. Well, that is perfect. To go back to your your point there, if you're the Colts, stop it. Like, let's say the Colts over the next few weeks, or maybe they've already done it. Identify Anthony Richardson as their guy. Okay, we want this guy. We're gonna we're gonna build our team around him. They really haven't had any quarterback consistency since Andrew Luck retired, right? So that's not a position that you can take a chance on in the draft. And then if it doesn't work out, if you're hoping really hard and it doesn't go your way, you just pivot and you're like, okay, well we'll take a, a you know a safety. Like that's yeah. not how works if you need a quarterback you need a quarterback so if they like one of those quarterbacks are they really going to sit there while the cardinals are on the clock hoping the raiders or whoever doesn't jump up because what if and and honestly that's probably the the odds on opportunity there is that the cardinals would try and trade down so if you're the colts you're going to sit there and be like okay we want richardson for the next six weeks and then the raiders jump in and grab him and you're like 
I guess we'll just pivot to a quarterback we didn't want and build our team around him. Like, that's not, it's not great if you're the you know Colts. Honestly, though, the scenario you laid out with the Arizona Cardinals, this isn't it a coincidence the Colts are waving Ryan Kelly of every guy that they could wave. And listen to some of the headlines right here as I read this to you, Basin Needs. Colts center Ryan Kelly in trade rumors. Commanders interested. And the commanders are interested the commanders. in all of, all of the players the Cardinals want. Um, report. Colts Ryan Kelly could be traded or released. Colts shopping Ryan Kelly. <laughs> I mean, look at this. That is that is fascinating to me because if there was one position that you wanted to get Monty Ossenfort's attention, <laughs> if it was one, it'd be center. Now, there are others, of course. There's no doubt about that. But center would be one of them. As you rebuild this offensive line with Calvin Beecham, rebuild this offensive line with Will Hernandez, DJ Humphreys, and Ryan Kelly sold. <laughs> That's how we're going to go into the break, bringing up that name. Look, it doesn't have to be a second-round pick, but I'm assuming it would be something else. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Jesse Morris and Lauren Koval behind the glass for Wolf. Sorry. I'm Luke. <laughs> we got you talking, we got you talking uh, offensive line, and, and we're lucky we didn't go into Burns and Gambo's show. Burns and Gambo is next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength.